4: I want to have them answered immediately.
3: Or just want to learn about all things automotive.
5: Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear end on the
6: Plymouth work?
3: It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560, The Source.
7: All right, good morning. You're listening to Drive Radio with Larry and Dennis today. Good morning, John. Dennis. Morning uh john's off today so you're gonna have us as the host and they're gonna have to put up with us and that's right so if you have any card questions please give us a call we'd appreciate it you can give us a call at 303-477-5600 or you can use our text line 307-200-8222 so so when you call in charlie is going to be answering the phones for us right
5: so uh, so don't get freaked out that larry's not answering your phones because i'm here that's right.
7: <laughs> All right. So, um we have a question of the day, and that is when things open up finally. Finally. Yeah, where are you gonna go first? What's gonna be your first trip? Yes. So what do you got?
5: You know, I think my first trip is probably gonna be to a restaurant. Right? I haven't been to a restaurant much for a long time. <laughs>
7: yeah. I feel bad for them because I wonder how many you know, people are just gonna say, I'm just done with that. I hope possibly not. you know i have a good friend of ours that has a, a um it's a bar restaurant uh-huh. and he does uh, 50 taps colorado tap beer Okay. and uh i just i just it's struggle for that right now that industry they i just feel bad for them because
5: well and the, and the interesting part to that is restaurants aren't struggling as bad as other entities other businesses right and that's a shame. It's really a shame because we
7: need to support those businesses, small or large. Right. So I looked up to see what are the most common car repairs today. So oil change is obviously sure the most common because it has, you have to have that done. You know, that's uh, something that's a maintenance that you do all the time. The second one comes up is the oil or the air filter replacement. Really? Yeah. And I was looking for repairs, but this says uh, is, um, that it's one of the most important aspects of car maintenance is getting your filter changed. And that's that's
5: true. Well, to some degree, I mean, with the, yeah. with the engine management systems that we have on cars today, it's not quite as critical as it used to be. Right. And the other side of the coin is we used to check air filters every time a car came in for an oil change. Right, right. Well, then we were told... Don't do that because it puts contamination
7: into the air filter box. Right. So you had to be careful how you did it. Exactly. Is what it was. Yeah. Because yep. we did them all the time. But um, that's the other thing. So, all right. Then we got the calls loading up, and we can take Mike from Sterling first, if we can. How you doing, Mike?
8: Hi. How you doing?
7: Good. How can we help I, you today?
8: Well, I was I was listening to you talking about uh, if you haven't used it, haven't so many years throw it out right and uh one of you one of you i think said jarhead and,
7: yes um larry i, yeah. I was <laughs> i'm at fault
8: <laughs> I, I was over there too but i was in the army but you remember they uh had the where they used to push you to get those savings bonds
5: oh yeah yeah
8: okay well, I, I'd, made, I'd have mine mailed back to the world to my dad. Uh-huh. And uh, we were cleaning out his stuff, and, uh, you know, you, you look around at all this and all that, and you think, oh, my God, this is trash, this is trash, and you're just throwing it. And we were throwing it, and came across this box a little tin box and opened that up and it was just jam-packed full and uh, so I pulled one up and it was one of those savings bonds that I'd sent home.
5: Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah.
8: And uh, He had kept every one that I sent home and he thought that was a pretty good idea. So he was putting a hundred a month into a savings bond and sticking these in. And this was back in, uh, 69. So these had more than matured. Ed, I sure am glad that I didn't just throw that out. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It it was, it was many thousands of dollars. (laughs) Right. It was pretty amazing. So, uh, you do have to use a little caution when you know instead of just flinging it.
7: Yeah, my wife after tells me that. that
8: <laughs> after we found that that box with all that, we, and we had to pick up a pickup load of junk that we were going to just take off. And my my dad was a bit of an eccentric, uh, you know, when he was older, and uh, we looked at that box, my brother and I. And our, our wives, we looked at that and said, what well, the hell else is in that pickup? <laughs> right. <laughs> we well, started digging through there, and he had bought stocks and bonds and stuff like that that we were going to throw out. Yeah. That, but after we started through everything, uh, we were very, very happy that we didn't.
7: Right. You know, I had to, honestly, Mike, I had to do that with my mom. I went through... She she would buy cards for everybody. Uh, she bought birthday cards, anniversary cards, any kind of card for people. And uh-huh. she put money in them. And yeah. so, and and yeah. she sometimes bought the cards and never sent them out, but the money was in there that she bought the card with, <laughs> the change, <laughs> yeah. you know, from a $20 bill. So we found over like $1,800 in cash Yeah. that she had. And she had yeah. one purse that she had thrown in a pile with about 10 other purses, and uh, it had money in it. And she had forgot about it. So I'm glad we did go through that stuff. But on my own personal stuff, if I put something up in the attic, I make sure it's something I don't want. Yeah. 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 So,
8: yeah, there's, you know, there's a, there's the goods and the bads. Right. Uh, A person just needs to approach it with caution. Right. And, uh, yeah. uh, after we cleaned that pickup out, we, we, we knew what we had then. And, uh, and he he put it in some of the damnedest places which right. kind of goes along with alzheimer's right uh, we found uh we had to go through books uh leaf by leaf because there'd be a yep. stock certificate in there
7: sure that he used as a marker right yeah.
8: <laughs> yeah yeah and oh my god it uh it made my uh it made our inheritance so much better yeah than than we even imagined.
7: I'll bet. So, I'll bet.
8: Yeah. So there is that.
7: Right. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye. 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 All right. With that, let's go to Randy. How you doing, Randy?
2: Hey, I'm doing okay. I had a question for you on batteries. We just had a back to back to back Arctic air. It came down and got us, and temperatures were really bad.
8: Uh-huh.
2: Uh huh. But anyway, I bought one of these new batteries. I usually get the NAPA, one in my car. But uh, I bought whatever the battery was. It's uh, But it's an AGM, and it's a platinum, very strong. Uh, I let it sit for the two days. I talked to John about cold weather. If it's 20 below, he'd start it, you know, every other day. If it was 40 below, we're talking Russia, you know, and Alaska and stuff. He'd start it every day. Uh-huh. But, I mean, we're, we were, for the two days it sat, we got down to... Uh, in the teens to the digits, and then with the wind chill, which I doesn't know if it affects it or not, because it's not sitting on top of the car, but either way, we're like well below minus, so after the two days it sat, this battery's nine months old, uh, and plenty of cold crank, but I go to start it, and I got four struggling starts, and four struggling groans, and then an ugly start, now, is that just just chalk it up to, that's the kind of weather it is, and your car started, quit you worrying, or is there some concern there? Or is it just, again, just when you get into that kind of temperature?
7: Well, well how cold was it?
2: Uh, when I started it, it was minus six. And it had sat the day before, and that was single digits without the wind chill.
9: Uh-huh. And,
2: again, the battery's in the car. It's not on the roof. So, uh-huh. I mean, I kind of think with a grain of salt, that wind chill. But the temperature when I started, it was minus six, and it was on the second day. so 48 hours. And it was pretty. It was you know below zero with the wind chills the other day, but still it would have been single digit. Yeah.
5: Now that shouldn't been a problem. It, the battery should hold up. Yeah. through that through that. Okay. You know, it, it should last
2: a couple it of weeks just so anyway. It scary to yeah. have a, you know a platinum battery. I don't, I don't care the name brand on it because I know it's not Napa. I want a Napa, and die Hard doesn't make a platinum for my for the car. But anyway. Uh, but the point was being a platinum being a top of the line being an agm is that because of the weather is that why it was like
7: no i don't know if it was it it and could I, have a little bit of a factor but i think more on the battery side maybe uh okay. put a little trickle charger on that thing to get it jumped up a little yeah. bit more and then yeah. see how it does after I, you do that for and a I couple do have days
2: synthetic oil uh-huh so that, that's going to help it to move right synthetic oil I might sure. be
7: interested in
5: checking the, char- uh, the uh, starting system, Yeah. see what kind of cranking amps for the starter and things like that, because that could have an effect right. on it as well.
7: Yeah.
2: And probably within the last, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, the last year, I got a, uh, just back when I was in Colorado, I got the new battery and the new alternator at the same time. Yeah. And then the new radiator, water pump and such, but new battery, new starter, and that was, you know, NAPA parts. Uh, it's good. So I like your stuff. Yeah. It lasts a long time.
7: I just know, have I it checked. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I'd have yeah. someone take a look at it and but, and leave it overnight with the shop so they can check it first thing well, in the morning.
2: Yeah. I mean they wanted to check it at the Park store, but like I said, you know, my gauges, they all work perfectly or yeah. they're gonna be fixed. The gauge went right back up and everything, and everything's well going and everything's fine when we're back to teens or
5: right? But you also want to have so the charging system checked as well because even though the alternator might be putting out thirteen, fourteen volts, if you don't right. have the right amperage,
7: yeah. That could be a problem. Yeah. So I'd have yeah. it all checked. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, we could do it that way. I mean, I'm sure my guy bought the right alternator for the vehicle. He's, right. you know, He's no doubt. He's,
7: no, I'm sure he did, but it still doesn't mean it can't go bad. It's an electrical part like yeah. anything. Right. Yeah, so I'd have it checked. Right. Okay. Okay?
2: All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank You too, Randy. Randy.
7: All right. With that, we need to take a quick break. John from Cheyenne, you hang in
1: there. You're listening to, to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOR, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender.
4: Did you know that the dental health of your pet is extremely important? Your pet can also get periodontal disease, and it's one of the most common clinical conditions seen by the veterinarians at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. This may come as a surprise, but most adult dogs and cats show some signs of the disease by the time they reach three years of age. If left untreated, pet dental disease can also lead to pain, tooth loss, infection, and even damage to the vital organs such as heart, liver, and kidneys. Your pet's dental health is important to Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. In recognition of National Pet Dental Health Month, which is observed every February, we're placing the spotlight on periodontal disease and what pet owners can do to prevent and treat this serious condition. Call now to schedule your pet's cleaning. 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. You can also visit LoneTreeVet.com.
3: Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low-tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket. With higher fuel cost and expensive repairs, this problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three Cs in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E P are as an engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression which increases and saves you find a shop with bg products at bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com so at your next oil change remember the three c's you will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with bg
7: Okay, we're back. we got two lines open, 303-477-5600, or you can give us a text at 307-200-8222. You're listening to Drive Radio. We're going to go right to the phones with John from Cheyenne. How you doing, John?
0: Good. How are you guys today?
7: Good. Good.
0: All right. Is there a good website where you can see uh, what parts are interchangeable? I've got an 80 Chevy, uh, Three quarter ton pickup, and I need a hood for it. And I know there's a you know a date range between I don't know seventy eight whatever that it's the same hood. And I need to go online and start searching for one.
7: Um, I don't know of a a website that I can do that other than just typing it in and just seeing. Just you know. Google it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I right, I'm sorry John. Three? I I really don't I uh, John Rush might have something but I
5: uh, I've, I've yeah. got
7: a name but it's in my folder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um maybe you can grab have, that after a bit and we can come back and try that yet. Yeah. yeah. We'll try to get yeah, that I'll back be, to and, you.
9: And then
0: just one other comment last weekend at my house it hit uh minus 23 Ooh. on Sunday morning. And although I started my truck on Saturday and I've got a year-old NAPA battery in it, it just – it's parked outside and it just didn't want to start right away. I put the battery charger on it, waited about an hour, got the battery up to 100%, and then it started, but it was not happy with me. Right. let so just use that term. Um,
7: yeah. I don't know why you'd go anywhere at that temperature. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: well, I just – I called John last Saturday, and he said start it every day and let it run up to operating temperature just to make sure. Sure. So I started Saturday, let it run up to operating temperature, ran and got the mail, which is about a three-mile drive each way, and um. uh, then Sunday I went out there and it just it, it dragged like, mm, mm. and then I put the charger on, started it right up, no problem. The next day monday no problem and after that it's been running fine but it was just i think that minus 40 with the windshield just told that it was it didn't want to start
7: right so, yeah, i wouldn't want uh, to start either that no. cold
0: no <laughs> <laughs> i look at it this way though when it's that cold i uh probably should have put it on the night before i've got one of those magnetic oil pan heaters
7: oh yeah yeah
0: and i didn't I put it on the night before I put it on that morning for like an hour. But I'm wondering if I would have left it on overnight. It probably would have got the oil a little thinner.
7: Uh-huh. Um, so,
0: just lessons learned. But uh, great show, guys. Thanks for covering for John.
7: You bet. Appreciate it, John. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. With that, I want to introduce Kurt Rogers here with Affordable Interest Mortgage. You stopped in. The- Hi, guys. How you doing? I was driving down the street. Thought I'd come in. We well, appreciate it. You're one of the biggest sponsors here. We have. We appreciate it.
1: Well, I, I like John's shows. I like what he does. Yeah, um, he's always looking out for taking care of somebody else, and he is. He is one person who has a vast amount of knowledge. You, you just can't tap all of it. Well, you're the same. When well, you I get don't to know the, no, no, John's really. pretty good on anything to do with any kind of automobile. He knows it. Yes, he does. Well, you're the same way. And with by Lord. part numbers, right? Right, <laughs> he does so. Appreciate you joining us today. Well, yeah. no problem. Stopping it's it's it. actually very nice outside today. Not too bad. Not that 20 below. I I got down uh, no. to 9 below, and I thought that was cold enough. Right. I didn't want to go out, that but I did. was a little chilly. Yeah. <laughs> a little brick. I did Risk. read
5: yesterday that the cold temperature we had last week was the coldest that Denver's seen in almost seven years. In almost seven years? Yeah. Seven yeah. years.
1: Yeah. I, could, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad. No. No. Yeah but it's okay it's winter it's colorado we do get cold weather we do
5: and and the nice thing is i'm retired i didn't have to go out right me too. (laughs) or shovel or oh i did shovel.
1: yeah but you didn't have to you can wait uh well till the sun came out
5: yeah but even when the sun came out it's still
7: three three (laughs) degrees (laughs) yeah so we have a question of the day and it's one of those uh when things open up what are you going to go do what's the first thing you're going to do
1: when things take open a, up. Take fine. a trip or. Wow, that's. Flies you got to give or? me some time to think about what's a f- <laughs> Well, think about I'm that. not thinking, you know, with Fauci, they, it could be another two years before he says that we're healthy enough to do anything. I know. So. I heard something that it's not going to be opened until 24. Yeah. So I'm like,
7: okay, that's a I, subject. Nec- for after the John next break, I'll,
1: what what's the first thing I'm going to do once they open up? Open up everything. Yep. So I'll think about that.
7: Right. All right, let's go to who's first. We're going to go to Bill in Boulder. How are you doing, Bill? Hey, good morning, guys. Not too bad. Yourself? You're doing great. How about you?
10: Cool. Not bad. You know, real quick on the temperature. Um, it's good that we get these really cold temps up. One of the issues that uh, kind of propagated the spread of the pine beetles was it wasn't getting cold enough for long enough in the winter to to kill off the larvae that were in the trees. Right. So, yeah. you know, and and they're on the decline anyhow, which is which is good, but. Uh, Hey, um I got a uh, just a quick question here. Um, I'm going to be taking a road trip next week, and I was just curious if there are any type of products uh, that I should maybe put in the tank engine a little bit of a, a clean as I'm you know I'll be for six hours at highway speed so
7: gas or diesel truck are you driving what are you driving Bill,
10: I'm sorry to say that again.
7: Yeah, what are you oh, driving? Is it gas or diesel engine?
10: It's gasoline, and there's no issues with it running
5: right now. Other, You know, I just thought it might be a good opportunity to clean
10: it right.
7: up. Right? No, that's good.
5: I would, I would use a BG44K.
7: Yes. Fill the tank up and then okay. put that can in there. Yeah, yep. okay. And that's all you need. I wouldn't do anything after that. I mean, because that'll clean it as you're driving it. Because you'll get on the highway speeds, I'm, You'll be going down the right. highway. It'll clean out really good.
5: Yeah.
10: Did you say a bg 44 or K is in kilo
5: yeah 44k uh-huh
10: okay yeah sorry I'm driving and it's uh spotting in and out of uh reception here so you're breaking up on me a bit as I am probably with you too so. right. okay cool I'll look that up It's bG 44k
7: yep and you can get it at any Napa store any parts store yep. yeah they carry it
10: okay perfect that's good to know oh you do this one today
7: is yeah. pour it in the tank and let it rip right okay.
10: All right, thanks guys. Yeah, you broke up again. I'll I'll let you go. Thanks for the okay. time and uh, have a great weekend. Thank Let's you go. too,
7: Boulder. Bill, thanks for calling in from Boulder. All right, Jody from Colorado Springs. How you doing, Jody?
11: I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good morning. Doing good. good. Morning. All right, thanks for the show. I listen all the time. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, my question is, I've got a 2004 Ford F-150 FX4. Um, let me add best truck I've ever owned. Um, issue is the four wheel drive. It's got a little switch on the on the console on the inside, or you know, two two wheel high, four wheel high, right. four wheel low. Right. Um, it's got a little indicator light in the dash that when you're in four wheel high or four wheel low, the light comes on.
7: Uh huh.
11: Four wheel high works and engages the four wheel drive. Four wheel low does not work. And does not engage the four-wheel drive. Neither does the indicator light come on. Is there a relay or a sensor or a separate fuse for just four-wheel low?
5: No, it's
7: it's probably in the switch itself. Itself. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I'm thinking is the switch itself. It's not seeing that it's going into that that selection. So that's the first place I'd check is a new switch is – just, I don't know if you can pop that switch out and check it. Um, I'm trying to remember how that comes out of there. I, I th- I'm sure you can. You could pop that switch out and then just uh, put a test light to it and see if you're getting that into that area.
5: Yeah, when you go into the four low, see if the if the power comes down through to the wire. Yeah. Does
7: it okay. make sense? So
11: the, the switch, it does make sense. It does make sense. I'm hoping it's not a pull the whole dash apart kind of thing, but no. it makes sense.
7: Yeah, I don't know if you need to take the whole dash out. Generally not. Yeah, no. usually they just pop out. Right. Yeah, from behind right. though, but you got to get behind there to see how it is hooked up. So it's you're going to be a, tr- yeah, you got to, you're going to put your body in places you never knew you could <laughs> do that, but you can look it can back bend up in that there. Way. <laughs> right. Yeah.
11: Just real quick, real yeah. quick, yeah. And I've also got another issue with with the right side, the passenger side front window. Um, and I'm assuming this is just a regular... Uh, so the, the switch on my side of the truck does not roll up and down the window, but the switch on the passenger side will roll up and down the window. Yeah. So it's either the connection or, or something on the inside on my on the driver's side.
5: It could be a connection. It could be a broken wire where the door pinches on the driver's door.
7: Yeah, because see, it could be the master switch. It could be the master switch. Um, there again, you're going to have to take test it to see if you're getting power to that um to that and then you got to go and like larry's talking about in the door when those every time you open and close your door there's a harness there and sometimes the wires break right there at that harness and then you got to repair that wire there so
11: just from bending yeah yeah just from
7: bending and age and different things yeah we've seen a lot of that yes Um, yeah so it could be in that too and your switch could be okay so what I would do is check your switch first to make sure you're getting power to that. Right. And then you'd go then you got to see okay, well I got power coming out, is it going through that whole harness there at the door and then you kind of that has a wrapping around it, a rubber boot, type rubber thing. boot and yeah. you kind of we kind of open it up with a razor blade and get in there and check the wire there. And you got to find out which color wire it is and stuff. So it's And pretty that's simple. All
11: inside inside underneath the master panel all inside the door
7: yeah and it's right at the door though is it's the door I, jam at the door jam when you yeah. open up your door you'll see the harness going through to the body okay you know, it you goes know, right behind the tv panel I can, I can see your hand moving yeah i know i'm showing i'm showing larry and, <laughs> yeah. and kurt how to do this you know by moving them back and forth <laughs> but you probably can't see if that you're jody
11: you're going to move all your hands and stuff just come and do it
7: yeah right you know, yeah, so... The last
11: question, and I'll leave you guys alone. Okay. The front shocks are... I think I'm pretty sure I can do the back shocks. It's pretty much just you just bolt and play. Right. The front shocks, they are inside the spring. I guess it's a strut. Is that what it's called, a strut?
7: Yeah. And On so...
11: 2004, I did them that, that later. But anyway, I mean, my question is, is that something I could tackle with limited knowledge, or should I pay the $900 quoted to me to replace the front shocks
7: yeah i don't know it's it's a tough job because you got to get that spring out of there and you got to have a spring compressor to crush it down so it's a little tough i've heard yeah i've heard
11: people getting hurt
7: yeah yeah that's not
11: something i'd like
7: yeah then then the 900 might be worth it yeah (laughs) (laughs) save a couple fingers yeah (laughs) because it's not an easy job to do it's not fun to do so
11: yeah yeah but they do make a tool for that i guess if yeah. Right.
7: It's a, it yeah, it's a spring compressor. Yeah, and and depending on that, you can get different ones, and some of them don't hold very good on the spring, and then it pops loose, and you got to look out because when a spring comes apart, it's dangerous. Oh, and the strut. Yeah, and the front struts.
5: You might want to consider doing a, uh, I can't remember what they call them. It's all strut spring, the whole nine yards.
7: Yeah.
1: Yeah, one unit.
7: Yeah. Yeah. The assembly, but he can have it done by someone else too. Yes, absolutely. If you don't feel comfortable, I would recommend that. Because if that okay. spring comes apart, All it's right. dangerous. Oh yeah, it will hurt you. Yeah.
11: You know that's that's what I've heard, and you know I've, you know a couple of people told me that, but I got a buddy who who did one as well, and you know, and I just I just don't know with my limited knowledge if, if that's something I want to tackle, and but nine hundred dollars doesn't feel very good either.
7: Right, right. I hear you. Maybe have your buddy do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pay Maybe. him four. Yeah, Pay him four. Yeah. All right. All right,
5: guys. Thank you. Have a
7: great day. You too. (laughs) Thanks, John. All right. With that, we have three lines open, 303-477-5600. We're going to take a quick break. So, Ron from Franktown, hold on. And you're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560.
12: The most frustrating part of getting your vehicle repaired is not knowing what they're charging you for. The team at Extreme Auto Repair has nothing to hide. Sean, Mike, Dave, and the whole team at Extreme Auto Repair and Parker want you to understand what's going on with your vehicle so you know how to prioritize your spending. They'll always be transparent because you're the one spending money. You need to know what's wrong so you can focus on the most important repairs first. Just ask, and they'll be more than happy to take you back to the service bay, open up the hood to show you what's going on, or hand you the part that's not functioning. Their philosophy is, why hide it? You might not know what to look for on your own, and the bill makes a lot more sense when you can actually see the part. Plus, you'll feel better knowing that they're not charging you for services you don't need. Take a look together. Schedule a repair now at klzradio.com slash extreme. Promise is kept.
3: It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to btfindashop.com.
6: You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162.
5: Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, Call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com.
6: Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor.
7: Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Got line open, 303-477-5600. We're going to go right to the phones with Ron from Franktown. How you doing, Ron? Good.
9: How are you guys?
7: doing really good. It's warm. Yeah.
9: <laughs> yeah, nice day.
7: Beautiful yeah. day in Colorado. Yes, sir. Yeah.
9: See, I'm, I'm calling uh, my cousin in Arizona, Lake Havasu, is having problems with his HHR. Um, <clears throat> the, the brake pedal one time only went to the floor. Uh-huh. He was on that. Kind of the freeway down there, and that uh, of course scared him. Right. And so now uh, he he pulled you know pulled off into a lot and then pumped the brake and then it came back up. Right. And the only thing that I could figure would be air. But do you guys have an opinion on that?
7: Yeah, that's a um, that system. It really needs to be flushed really really well. Yes. Because there's probably a little granule of dirt in there. And that's all oh, yeah. it takes. Yep. That's all it takes in that system. And that, it, it is a freaky thing. Yes. It's, it's very common for that to happen to people if you don't flush the brakes out every once in a while. Really? Yeah. Because okay. see, what happens is, too, you'll go into, he'll go in to get an oil change done, and uh-huh. then they'll check the brakes. And then they might add a little bit of fluid. They'll see it's a little bit low. And when right. they go to add fluid, they, anything gets in there, it causes those solenoids in there to... Stick and and uh, jam and everything else. They just have a little Brilliant. cup seal.
5: Yeah, and it, that cup seal gets dirt underneath it, and it, it yeah didn't seal. It doesn't seal very good at all. So
9: okay, okay. I would recommend but, yeah. a brake flush. Is what I would all do. All right, so you you take it into. Uh, I don't know what kind of shops he's got down there, but
7: well, the Napa stores are pretty good. Uh, okay. Napa Auto Cares. Yeah, yeah, and if he
5: doesn't have an Napa Auto Care that he knows of, he could go to a Napa parts store, and they could recommend.
7: Yeah, that's yeah, that's the best good good one, Larry. That's the best place to go. If you don't know of a shop, then you go to the Napa stores and ask them who's there? Who would they recommend? Who's your best shop? Yeah, because they'll know who's good, and who's not. Yes.
9: Okay, great. Well, I'll I'll call him and tell him. All right. Appreciate it.
7: Thanks, Ron. Bye. All right, with that, let's go to Jeff from uh, Western Montana. How are you doing, Jeff? Hey, good morning.
9: Um, I was listening to the guy, I think it was a 2004 F-150. Yes. He didn't get a four-wheel low indicator light. Uh Right. I didn't hear you ask him if he was putting it in neutral first.
7: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because you have to put it in neutral first to go to four low. That's right, yeah.
9: Right, and I know that the first time I tried to do it, it wouldn't go in, and I'm going what's wrong, and I ch- checked the, uh, the uh, owner's manual, and I was like, okay, dummy, you got to be a neutral first, so.
7: Yeah.
5: Oh, that owner's manual. Yes.
9: <laughs> yeah, RTFB, we used to read the flipping book. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah and, and you won't get an indicator light if you're not in neutral, it'll just switch will go over and nothing will happen so
7: good point good point well hopefully he's still listening it was jody yeah he had a yep. the 2004 yep i think he owned that since new so hopefully he knows how that works but but that's a good point yeah. you know sometimes we but, you know, you don't put it in there we often, we often you actually, forget
9: yeah how often do we ever actually go in four wheel low i mean right i can remember maybe two times that i've ever actually done it um try to pull somebody out of, say, a, a, ditch, a ditch or something. Yep. 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 So, other than that, so if you never use it, it's something you just really don't think about.
7: Very true. In Western Montana, you don't ever go into four wheel low. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, we have lots
9: of barrel pits on either side of the road, so uh, it's really important to uh, stay stay on the flat top.
7: <laughs> right. <laughs> I know that. I live out east, and it's the same thing. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, I appreciate it.
9: Nice talking to you guys. Enjoy listening to the show. Hey,
7: before you go, Jeff, um, yeah. what's one of the first things you're going to do when the when it opens up here? Opens up with uh, where's the first go. trip you're going to take? Or yeah,
9: um, we'd like to go to Italy. I think my wife and I, sure, family's from Italy, and that was our plan before COVID hit. So um, yeah. so I think that's what we'd be looking at. I, I've been thinking about that. Um, you mentioned Fauci earlier, and without getting too political, um, that guy is neck deep into a whole bunch of things. Uh, the organization he heads up um, has funded a lot of labs, the NIASH, I can't remember what the acronym stands for. I think it's one of the National Institutes of Health. Um, but his, that organization has, was the organization in 2015 funded the Wuhan lab, Wuhan lab. Right. And they funded it to study coronaviruses. So Fauci funded the lab that may have leaked the coronavirus. But you never hear anybody ask them about that.
5: Well, if I if I remember correctly last week I believe I was reading an article and they're saying in that article that the uh, Wuhan land, uh, lab was not responsible for the virus. It was actually a bat that bit a intermittent intermediate animal. And, of course, that intermediate animal was consumed by people. Now, I don't know how yeah. accurate that is, but that's... That,
9: that came out... That, that was back in uh, last year, uh, just under a year ago. That was what the, the theory was. And the, nobody nobody really knows for sure and i'm not trying to cast any i'm not trying to follow a conspiracy theory here no no it's just that that the article i read that started this was in april of 2019 and it was a newsweek article um and then a couple weeks back bbc had a reporter there had started to put together a lot of the pieces for funding and actually the funding for these labs started um under George W. Bush back in the early 2000s. So it's something that's been going almost 20 years, and Fauci's been heading these things up for 30 years. So, you know, he was really – he's a big proponent of what they call gain-of-function, study these things, try to see what makes them tick, So, uh, and in the process we make them worse. So if you have a lab that you funded that studies a coronavirus with the intent of trying to make it worse, and then all of a sudden we get a coronavirus – I mean, I don't think I'm a conspiracy theorist when I look at all the dots and go, you know, that kind of paints the path. But.
7: Right.
5: Yeah, and the, the article I was reading was last week, and it was from the World Health Organization.
9: Oh, uh, so yeah. So,
5: again, yeah, I don't I, know how accurate that is. I'm just repeat, repeating what I read.
9: Well, the WHO, the WHO was was in bed with the communists uh, a year ago and saying, oh, no problem, and then— uh, yeah, the Chinese Communist Party would not let people in to actually do the investigation that was supposed to have been going on in the last month or so.
5: That's so, exactly what this article I, said. It took it took the WHO a number of months to get permission to finally get in there and, and do their testing supposedly.
9: Yeah, and I'm sure that they actually showed them everything that was you know, they they gave them free access and free reign to everything.
7: Oh sure. Right.
9: Because that's what communist <laughs> countries do.
7: All right, Jeff, appreciate it. Sorry, didn't
9: mean to get political. (laughs) No, that's all right. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah.
7: We just keep quiet about it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, thanks a lot. Have a great day. All right, with that, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560.
3: At NAPA, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better.
11: From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff.
6: John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings, so every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass,
13: the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Leuenberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect.
4: Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving, low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com.
6: Roof Max in South Aurora keeps your roof going strong with roof rejuvenation. Modern asphalt shingles are manufactured with less oil than they used to be, so they dry out sooner, leaving them brittle and unable to expand and contract with the extreme temperature swings. Especially here on the Front Range where your roof handles high elevation sun, UV exposure, and severe spring and summertime storms, along with more than twice the national average snowfall, shingles wear out even faster. Roof rejuvenation with Roof Max could save you up to 85%. Just one application of their all-natural bio-oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, Roof Max could help your roof last 15 years longer. Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it. Call Dave Hart with Roof Max in South Aurora now at 303 710 6916.
7: Okay, we're back. You listen to the drive radio on KLZ 560. I got Larry and Curtin here with me, and um, we have three lines open 303 477 5600. And the reason we have great callers, this is great, and listeners, is, you know, we, we forgot to mention to put it in neutral. Well, uh, who is it? Jeff from Montana called in and said, "Yes, put it in neutral first. That's what the owner's manual said because he read his owner's manual. Yeah. Right? Had the had well, an for that. Right. Yeah. And Jody just texted me and said, great, that worked. Perfect. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> we might not have all the answers or forget some things, and there you go. And the callers call the in and help us. it. Yes, yes, isn't that great?
1: So, what's, you know, I, I have that question out there. When when things open up, where's the first place you're going to go? My wife and I are very fond of sushi, and we have a specific restaurant we like called the Sushi Den. It's down uh-huh. off Pearl Street. Okay. They are still in business, but it's takeout only. Right. And for us, the sushi is not about taking it home and eating no. it. Right. So, we want, we, we like the, and we've been going there for over 30 years. So, when it opens back up, that's one of the big things we yeah. want to do is for the two of us to go to the sushi den.
7: Right. And see, Larry is mentioning the first thing he wants to do is go out to a restaurant. You go to a restaurant anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. You can go now, but it's kind of weird.
1: Yeah. It's, it's too good. much of it is takeout. I, I, I give you the name of a good one you should go to. It's called Trussel down in Castle Pines. Okay. Seriously. One of the best I've been to.
5: And, what are they, and I, what's their specialty?
1: Uh, superb service. Tremendous food more uh, more towards the fish line, but everything about it is outstanding. Okay. They're really good stuff. And I've only been there once, but it was great. Good, good. All right, let's go to the
7: lines here. we got Spartacus. How you doing, Spartacus?
14: Good morning, gentlemen. I would agree with Russell's. Excellent place. couple <laughs> <of> quick questions.
7: <laughs> yes. I've got a
14: uh, high idle P code, and before I get into the forms and the boards, my thoughts are, check the speed sensor and the throttle body. What are your thoughts?
5: What kind of vehicle is it?
14: It's a X, X3 2016.
5: Yeah, I think I would... Uh, are you getting a check engine light or anything like that?
14: Yes. It's through the P code, through the check engine
4: light. Okay.
5: The first That's thing I would do is have that... Code reader. I would Well, I wouldn't use a code reader. I would get a scanner and find out what's tripping that code. And it, it, when you're doing that with a scanner, you might see the actual part
7: that's not doing what it's supposed to be doing.
14: Good idea. Second question.
7: But you also might have I'm a vacuum leak. Before you too. go there, Spartacus, uh-huh. you could have a vacuum leak. because um, a vacuum leak so do, will do cause smoke tests? Well a do vacuum smoke test for the wines? Well that might not show it. I what I do is I take carb cleaner or yeah. something like that and and spray it around the intake. Um, because that can cause it, and, and so the oxygen sensor determines that, hey, I got a, I'm running a little bit lean, so I'm going to raise it and and uh, Increase make it the go. Fuel yeah, um, and you can idea. also I have, can um, yeah, a malfunctioning. Um, uh, what is it? The idle air control I valve. Yeah. So there's Let's a couple again. of things. What's that?
14: Malfunctioning PCB valve? You
7: say? No, idle air control valve.
14: Gotcha. The okay, IAC. Question. Yeah. Um, and John has talked about this before. I hope everything's going well with his brother. I don't know the issues in, brother in Texas. But anyway, it seems like there's some sort of weird collusion between Dot, local municipalities, and suspension tire wheel operations because there's just hundreds of millions of dollars of damage with the condition of the roads, number one. Number two, if you really get into it, as I think John has before, you could have a squadron of IGs looking at where did the money go after it came in from the fuel tax. And right. I know where part of it went in that we have now created a state where there were 7% of the population on Medicaid, and now it's over 25. That's one out of every four people. But it's like I think it's overdue for some IGs to go in forensic accounting-wise and find out where did the money go. And you and I both know we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars of damage on struts, Control arms, right? tires,
7: wheels. It's just nuts. Yeah. yeah. that That's a subject for, for next that's a during a week. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can be on that yeah. for like a couple hours, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why All I right. recommend, and and what I do is every six months, I like to get my tires rotated and then alignment yep. checked, yep. you know. Because you need alignment well, at least once too. a year in this place, living in Colorado. Well, I try to do it every
14: six months, but then, then again, pursuant to last week's conversation, when I come to find out that old Firestone is only doing towing and not yeah. camber and caster, I'm that, like, holy
7: moly. Yeah, that's why you got to take it to a good place. Yeah, and with, got that with, right.
14: Well,
5: with today's equipment, it doesn't take 10 minutes to get readings, No, caster
7: and camber. But a lot of people don't know how to adjust I, the caster and camber. I don't understand from a corporate
14: standpoint why they let that happen.
7: They may not know. They might not know, and you brought it to their attention because they they don't know. Their managers are making those decisions. Yeah. And see, like, if I was when I owned my own shop, if we were doing something I didn't understand that I had a certain procedure wanted done this way, and those guys weren't doing it, well, I had to fix that, but I also let those people go, (laughs) you know. Well, that's also when
5: when you talk with your customers and you explain to them, you know, they'll call you up and say,
7: well, you had a problem. Well, if you don't tell me that I have a problem, I can't fix, fix it. it. Right, it's the same thing for us. Well, we need to know that. Yeah, and that's why I did survey cards. And those survey cards, right. you know, people go, "Oh, you're just getting this for numbers." No, I need to know what's wrong with my business so I can fix it. Exactly. Because if you're having that problem, someone is someone else, yeah. someone else, and someone millions. else, and someone else. Yeah. Because if I. If
14: it's, if it's systemic, yeah. company wide, we're talking millions, and I just found out about it by accident. Right. With three GMs that verified, they're only doing two it.
7: Yeah, like, that's what? ridiculous. Yeah. Enjoy your show, Jess. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Lee from Louisville. How are you doing, Lee?
15: Yeah. Hi, gentlemen. Good, good. Hey, um, before I get to my question, that last caller, I heard him last week or the week before. And uh, I also get um, alignments at Firestone, and I'm in the Broomfield area. And uh, I checked my paperwork after I heard that, and – it seems like all the information's there, so I don't know if that's his location that's doing that only, or uh, but I don't seem to have that issue at my local Firestone.
7: Yeah, and uh, I think it's because they're not. It's not. I don't think it's you know. I, I don't think it's a corporate thing. It's not a corporate thing. It's more the managers who are running that store are doing making those decisions. So.
15: Yeah, yeah, so, I agree. And, and it
7: could yeah, also be EV... just
5: you know it could just also be the employees themselves.
7: Yeah. Sometimes the the tail uh, wags the dog. Right. Yeah. But go ahead, yeah, Lee.
15: Right. Yeah, uh, I've got an easy question probably for you. I've had five or six older vehicles through the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. And uh, they, it seems like they all take some sort of different coolant. Well, uh-huh. my system for making sure the right coolant's going into the right car is that I write my car uh, on the side of the, the container. And so, but I my system messed up and I... Uh, I forgot to label it for my truck, so I went to my owner's manual to see what uh, coolant I need to put in my '94 K1500 uh, pickup truck Chevy uh, GMC, and uh, be it Dex gives cool. me a specification that I can't seem to find.
5: It should be a Dexcool. The or, the orange Dexcool. Okay.
15: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. And the specification in the owner's manual is one that I can't seem to find on any package or online. Anymore. I don't know if it's just too old or what.
7: Yeah, you should just you should go any you can go to Napa and get into tech school anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can call the dealer. Yeah, right. get the number and they'll tell you. Yeah.
15: Yeah. Okay. So there's there's apparently a new specification, but um it applies to the older stuff
7: yeah it would apply to the older yep. stuff yep
15: yeah okay okay all right that was my question thanks guys
7: thanks Lee. all right um let me see do we have time yeah we're, let's go david from it. how you doing david
16: hey guys good uh during all this cold weather and so forth um which is common for us Point. my question boils down to this i've got a car i'm in the process of selling inside. 90, or what is it a uh, 2009 Malibu with the hybrid? the hybrid, I call it, because it's not a real hybrid, but that's what Chevy called it at the time. Um, uh, 190,000 miles on it, and I've let it set. and I went to start it, battery had been drained down probably because of the computer, so I pulled it out instead of charging it in the car. I pulled it out, bench charged it, put it back in, car starts fine, but I noticed the key fob would not interact um, anymore, wouldn't unlock it or anything. My question is, if the battery's up, it's uh, three volts on the battery, so the battery's good. Being that pulled the battery and it was out for probably 24 hours at least, do I need to, um, I guess, reassociate the key fob? It's factory. It's all factory. Is that what's failed and you just have to reassociate the key fob to the car?
7: I don't remember that happening. Not on
5: '94. No, it's a oh, 2009. Is, oh, 2009.
16: 2009.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That 2009. that could be. It was a 2009 because that was in the first year when they started integrating
7: key fobs with starting systems and one thing or another. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, you might try that, but um I, and then also I would check that battery too, because
5: yeah, because even though it says three volts, it may not be strong enough to to do Understood.
7: it.
16: Understood. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, yeah, that's fair enough then and um, in the marketplace today, being that this is uh, you know it's going to be a used car I'm going to sell it um, it's a hi- I really I'm not going to explain so much about the hybrid that it's a battery David we've got to go to break
12: so if you hang on oh, for just oh, I'll let a let
16: you moment. Guys go.